Good evening, everyone. This is Pastor Omar Rivera at the 915 Pastors Roundtable. I hope everyone is doing great. As for me, hey, you know what? It's another day. Happy New Year. A past Merry Christmas. Uh, I've been uh, missing out on all of the past holidays. Uh, it's great. Uh, lots of things are brand new in 2021. So I welcome everybody to 2021. Uh, first of all, we had elections. I'm glad all those elections uh, are all over with. Um, I'm also glad that the holidays are over with. Um, it is, uh, it's been uh, long, especially with COVID. You can't get along with family. You can't get together. And um, and it's been it's been all right. It's been chill. You know, I, I got to see some family here in El Paso, Texas, and uh, we was able to enjoy. Uh, some time together, not all the family, but just a few, which is good. You know, we're keeping with the CDC uh, plan of keeping ourselves uh, distant and wearing masks and things of that nature. But um, I just wanted to uh, shout out everybody right now. Uh, we're in the new year. Today is January the 5th, 2021. Amen, 2021. So I, I hope that uh, everyone uh, uh, have a great new year and uh, having a good uh, I don't know if you make resolutions. I, I, I already lost my resolution. The first day was uh, not uh, to lose weight, and I already had a donut on day one of church. So so that's not good. That's not good. Uh, but you know what? Hey, uh, we're going to continue on this year with chapter 11 of Romans, and um, I'm going to be getting back on here every week. Um, uh, no excuses. Uh, we're going to be uh, trying to get on time. I'm trying to at least have some 20 minutes of time, 20, 25 minutes of time for uh, 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 getting into some scripture reading and getting into some Bible, uh, uh, checking out some things in the in the Bible and trying to uh, to uh, catch up, trying to catch up so we can move on. Um, I love Romans. It's a good book. Uh, uh, I like to just uh, go ahead and get through it so we can get through it and, and move on to other books in the Bible, or maybe other topics. Okay, so last time we left off, it was on Romans uh, chapter, it was Romans chapter 11, and we were, uh, we left off at Romans chapter 11, verse 10. And we're going to pick it up again right here on Romans chapter uh, 11, verse 11. And it says, um, I say then, have they stumbled that they should fall? Certainly not. But through their fall, to provoke them to jealousy, salvation has come to the Gentiles. So, uh, okay, so this is Paul again talking to the people of Israel, uh, uh, to some, uh, excuse me, to the Romans, to the Israeli, the Israel people who left uh, Jerusalem and moved into Rome and to different churches and synagogues and are meeting. And uh, he's writing to them, again, uh, trying to recap from the beginning that he's trying to write to them to let them know that he's going to come and visit them one day and he's looking forward to it. And uh, but yet uh, before he goes there, he's writing to let them know, hey, these are some of the issues and some of the problems that I see. Um, so let's take care of these before we before I arrive. And um, the last thing that we talked about here was Israel's rejection. It's not total rejection. Is that God sees them as um, that they should need to to accept Christ as their Lord and Savior, or, or as we know as their Messiah. Uh, but a lot of them have rejected it, and so therefore. Um, uh, they don't uh, believe that Jesus Christ was the Messiah. But though so, in many ways, 
uh, there are people who believe. There are those Jews who believe and and have accepted the, the Messiah, and um, and also a lot of Gentiles, as as we read in the Book of Acts. Even the the Roman centurion and his whole household was saved. Um, so there's a lot of people that that are getting saved uh, in in Rome and and around the uh, area of uh, uh, Antioch and and Greece and uh, things like that. So the, 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 in this time in, in the book of Romans with Paul, uh, the church has uh, started to spread throughout their world, okay? So this was uh, a letter that was written sometime in around 56 AD, um, and it is before the Romans, the, the, the Romans uh, war against the Hebrew people, uh, because uh, you got to remember that the temple was destroyed in 70 AD, right? So, but still, people have moved out and moved on because they're getting tired of the oppression of the Roman Empire, and so there are people who are moving about. They didn't want to get um, uh, paying all these taxes and being oppressed by the Roman Empire, and then at the same time, having a uh, having a uh, Pharisees and uh, after after the Christians and you know uh, trying to uh, uh, claim heresies against the Christians, the new Christian people there at that time. And so Israel's rejection is not final. Uh, what Paul is trying to say, it says here in verse eleven. I repeat again. I say then, have they stumbled that they should fall? Certainly not. But through their fall, to provoke them to jealousy, salvation has come to the Gentiles. Um, in verse 12, it says, Now if their fall is riches from the world, and their failures rich for the Gentiles, how much more their fullness? Um, Paul continues on in verse 13, it says, For I speak to you Gentiles, inasmuch as I am an apostle to the Gentiles, I magnify my ministry. If by any means I may provoke to jealousy those who are my flesh, and have some of and have and save some of them. And so, so it's clear that the majority of the Jewish people have missed out on receiving Christ and that God has been preparing them to receive the, the Messiah. Uh, but they stumbled so far away from God that they have fallen into the ultimate spiritual ruin and are beyond recovery. <clears throat> no, that's not what he's trying to say. Not by any means, remember that. Rather, it is because that they have failed to obey God and place their faith in Christ that salvation has come to the Gentiles. In the grand scope of work, God's work, God now uses the salvation of the Gentiles to arouse even uh, arouse an envy and jealousy among the Jewish people. They are jealous that the Gentiles are now considered part of God's family. Okay? And, and God uses this envy to entice and draw the Jewish people out of their spiritual ruin. So no, the Jewish people have not fallen beyond spiritual recovery. God is still working to call them to faith in Christ. And that is happening still today, brothers and sisters, uh, around the world. Christian miss missionaries and Christians all around the world are still trying to reach to those Jews who are, have not been saved. Uh, there's a lot of Messianic Jews. Those are Jews who have come to accept Christ as their Lord and Savior. And so that that is awesome that there, we're seeing a lot more uh, Jews coming to Jesus Christ and accept and accepting Him as their Lord and Savior. Um, 
Just think about it. The nation of Israel's spiritually misstep means that their spiritual riches for the world and their loss means spiritual wealth for the Gentiles. So in other words, I guess their loss, our gain. Okay, their loss, but our gain. And remember, right, you remember the, the, the when they talk about the Good Samaritan, when Jesus was telling a story uh, about the Good Samaritan, right, that the, the Pharisee came by and, you know, passed the, passed the guy who was mugged and was beaten up on the side of the road uh, and a Sadducee came and did the same thing. And the next thing you know, here comes, here comes a, 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 a Good Samaritan. And, uh, and the Samaritan sees the man all beaten up and he picks him up and takes him to a nearby hotel or inn, pays for, pays for the man's uh, staying at the inn, takes care of him, provides uh, medical aid, first aid to him. And then and then says, hey, to the to the to the innkeeper, and you know what? If he needs anything else or if he needs to stay any longer, just put it to my tab. Well, you gotta remember that the person that Jesus was telling the story to, when Jesus said, Who who do you think uh shows love? And he says, Well, the one who showed compassion. You know? Who who is who is the one that that, that God really admired? Who is the one that God looked to and said, man, that's a guy after my own heart? It, even even the, the Pharisees say, well, it's the guy who, who showed compassion. He couldn't even say the word Samaritan because it's kind of like taboo to admit that these people even exist. Remember, the Samaritans at this time in this world uh, of Jesus, they were misfits or mixed race between pagans and Jews that had been left behind. Uh, way before the first, uh, way when the t first temple was destroyed, um, uh, they and they went into exile into Babylon. Um, these people had stayed behind and intermarried with other pagans in the area. Um, so, so that's who they are, the Samaritans. But going back here, it says that now the Gentiles, who are majority in God's church, need to pay special attention to these things. Gentiles are part of the genuine remnant of God's people, those who are the true Israel and people of God through faith in Christ. Since you are now a majority in God's church, these words are important to help you realize that God has not abandoned the people of Israel whom he worked through during the times of the old covenant. You know, God is still working with them. God is still working among them, still working in them and trying to get them to realize that they missed out on the promises that he uh, had put forth through, uh, uh, through the teachings of Isaiah 53. But make no mistake, God has appointed uh, Paul as an apostle, a divinely assigned messenger to bring his message to the Gentiles. And he says that I worked hard to share God's message for the Gentiles. And he does so in the hope that he may make the people of Israel jealous because of so many Gentiles putting their faith in God. See, it's not just only looking at Christ as Lord and Savior, but a lot of the Gentiles were looking at this God as now they're all in all. They have now become children of God, and the, the people were getting jealous of that. They didn't, they didn't like that. They didn't like knowing that the Gentiles are now actually praying to their God. Can you can you imagine that? You know, imagine that the Romans at this time, people in Rome, 
were had multiple gods. And then as they heard the message, the good news of salvation from the apostles, they in turn gave their life over to Jesus Christ and accepted him as Lord and Savior and were baptized. And some spoke in tongues and miracles were performed. Signs and wonders were done among them and they believed. And now they dropped all their gods just to believe in this one God, Jehovah, Yahweh, our Father. And I think that um, anyone will get upset. He goes, hey man, how can you worship my God? He's my God, not yours. But see, what, what Paul was doing, he was the acknowledged apostle. He acknowledged himself as the only apostle who was out there preaching to the the Gentiles. So, so uh, the people of Israel rejected of Christ uh, means that it, it helped the cause to spread the God's uh, God's offer of salvation to the rest of the world. Then you can imagine how incredible the people of Israel accepted of uh, acceptance of Christ will be. It will be an amazing. It will be so amazing. It will be like new life coming to those who are dead. As we read further, right, it says in verse uh, six, uh, 15, For if their being cast away is the reconciling of the world, what will their acceptance be but life from dead? Remember, when Jesus left his disciples, he said, Go and make disciples of all the world. Not just the Jews, not just certain group of people in certain country. He said, Go and make disciples in all the world. And that's what they did. They went out and started doing that and baptizing them in the name of Jesus Christ. You see? And so right here when we read in verse 15 of chapter 11, it says, For if their being cast away is the reconciling of the world. Because remember, when God sent Jesus Christ, he sent Jesus Christ because he loved the whole world that he gave his son, his one and only begotten son. That whoever believed in him would not perish but have everlasting life. He sent his son to save the whole world. To reconcile the people of the world to him. To God, the Father. And that's what he wanted. That's what he wanted ever since the beginning of time with Adam and Eve. But the Jewish people have always been kind of like hard-headed. They always rejected God. They, they didn't want to do what he said. They've been enslaved in Egypt. And even when they left Egypt, that they cried so much for 400 and some years. They cried so much, but yet they still, when they got out and they, got, were, they were freed, and they got over to the Sinai Peninsula, they, they still wanted to go back because they blamed Moses for taking them into the desert. They have no food, no water, or anything. Even though God provided everything for them, they still whined and cried. Amazing, isn't it? But let's go on to verse 16. It says, For if the first fruit is holy, the lump is also holy. And if the root is holy, so are the branches. And if some of the branches were broken off, and you being a wild olive tree were grafted in among them, and with them became a partaker of the root, and fatness of the olive tree. Now, let me tell you that um, 
this is is where we uh, have been grafted into the salvation that God has given us. We have been grafted into the seed of Abraham, and it says so right here that we have been granted in, uh, we have been grafted into the tree, okay, that bear the fruit, okay, the roots of these people. We have been grafted into it. So let's read about it. Let's talk about this a little bit. Just think about what an incredible future Israel could have. For example, if the first portion of the dough, meaning Abraham and the other patriarchs of Israel, offered uh, is holy and set apart for God, then it is logical to assume that the entire batch of dough implying that Israel, that the people of Israel after Abraham, will be holy also. Likewise, let us use the image of the olive tree. <clears throat> the image of the olive tree, uh, uh, which is an important symbolic reference to Israel. To examine this even further, if the root of the tree, meaning Abraham, is holy, then it is logical to assume that the branches referring to the people of Israel after Abraham will be too. But yes, what an incredible future Israel will have if their faith dynamic changes and they turn from rejecting Christ to accepting him. So see, they would be doubly blessed because not only are they God's chosen people, but then they would all be saved and reconciled to him. However, while there are tremendous possibilities for Israel's future, the present situation is different, is a different reality. On one hand, some of the original branches referring to the people of Israel after Abraham have been broken off from the original olive tree, meaning God's family. And on the other hand, many of you Gentiles, meaning us, people who are not Jewish, who are branches from a different wild olive tree, have been grafted into the original olive tree. You now a share in the nourishing sap that comes from God's olive tree, symbolizing that you now share in the blessings promised to Abraham and his descendants. Right? Way back then in the book of, when Abraham was in, talked about in the book of, of Genesis, God appeared to him and says, look at the stars in the skies. And there's so many stars out there that you can't even number. That's how many will be of his descendants. Like the sand at the seashore, each gravel, each each piece of sand is one of us. And we have been grafted into God's plan, God's plan of salvation. We are those, the, the remnant of, of the people who were not part of, of the Jewish people, but still we are all descendants from the same seed. But see, when Noah made his ark and God destroyed the whole world, we came from that lineage, from Noah, all, from Abraham, who gave birth to these people. And, and Noah was part of that lineage. And when they all died, we, we became... Uh, uh, part of, of this uh, world, we are part of the seed of Abraham. And so um, I just want to uh, fact, fact check real quick uh, back here to uh, Genesis real quick. Um, 
Um, let's see here. I just want to uh, go back a little bit here as I skim through my my Bible. You know, you hear the ruffling of the pages. Uh, excuse me, I need to make a correction. It, it was from Noah, right? That after Noah, the sons and children of Noah, uh, later on came Abraham. My mistake. That's why I, I, I corrected myself. And I just want to make a, a fact check. Yes, Abraham came after Noah. And so when Noah, when Abraham was called out from his own people, right? Now, remember, Abraham lived out there somewhere in Persia what we know as uh, Babylon, and uh, and then later on today in our world, it's called Iraq, Iran, that area. God called him out of that area to a promised land. And from there, uh, his people grew, his tribe, his clan, um, and, and brought him all the way to the land of Canaan. I apologize for that. That was my mistake. Um, but I like to, you know, I, 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 if I remember something, and I, I corrected myself. Um, so we're almost out of time here and uh, I just wanted to, uh, to, uh, to catch up on what we were talking about here with the, in Romans uh, chapter 11. And right now, currently we are in verse, uh, 17. Okay. And when we come back uh, next week, we'll be in verse 18. Um, you know, I know this takes a little time, but you know what? Uh, I think um, studying God's word verse by verse, little by little, brings explanation to the, the chapter, not just the chapter, but verses. So that way we can have a better understanding of what what uh, the Apostle Paul's teachings are, what he what his letters meant, to not just to him, but to the people who he's writing them to. And, and that's... Uh, the great thing about studying scripture is because we get to learn uh, not just only about what the writer is talking about, but what's going on at the time that the writer uh, is writing to the people in. What's going on at that time? And um, yes, we have we have to make, uh, like I said, a fact check, you know, F-A-C-T, fact check, to make sure that we're right, we're on track, and we're not um, sidetracked. And uh, um, thank you for being uh, patient with me. Thank you for, for listening. Um, I'll be back next week. Uh, I want to just uh, close in prayer. Now, Father God, we just thank you for this time and opportunity. Father, I pray that uh, these few Bible verses out of Romans chapter 11, verses 11 through uh, 16, uh, correction, verse 17, were were heard by the listeners, uh, that they have a little bit more understanding of how we are grafted into your lineage on the, Abraham, on the Abrahamic covenant, the pact that you made with him about all of his descendants would be uh, grafted into his people. And we as, as Gentiles, as people who were not of the, you know, not of part of the Hebrew people, but we have now been 
saved through Jesus Christ, and now we are grafted into the same tree, the same branches, the same roots that were that were made by Abraham. We thank you, God, for all that you've done. Thank you for bringing us through uh, the year 2020. I pray for all those who have lost their lives, Father God, or their families, and those who who have suffered through great loss because of COVID. Father, I pray for uh, the churches who have suffered for their loss of pastors, like the Pastor John Vargas, who passed away uh, during Thanksgiving. Father, we, we pray for his wife and children and, and their families, Father God. Father, we pray for the schools and, and the children around the country. We pray for all the families, Father God, who have been affected by this pandemic, COVID virus. Father, we pray for our government, our leadership. Father, we also pray for the decisions that have to be made for schools reopening and businesses uh, working again. Father, we pray that everyone gets the vaccine and everyone be healed. Father, we pray for the new administration, whatever happens uh, after tonight, uh, the elections in Georgia, Father God, we pray for the new uh, administrations that are about to come in. Uh, those in the Senate and in the House, Father God, we pray for the, that the leaders in our government would seek your face, Father God. Or they see you first and seek you first in, in their decision-making process, Father. We thank you for, for all that you do, Lord. We thank you for salvation. We thank you for Jesus, your son, who died for us on the cross. We thank you for the year 2021, Father God. We, we pray that it become a prosperous a new year, Father, for all those who are listening to this podcast. All, and we ask all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, thank you, everybody, for tuning in. And my name is Pastor Omar Rivera from Lifegate Church, located at 10555 Edgemere in El Paso, Texas. I'd also like to give a shout-out to Howard Payne University. And, uh, and all you brothers and sisters out there who are listening, thank you for your support. Thank you for tuning in and checking me out. God bless you. Take care. See you next week. Bye.